Okay. So I'm going to try something a little different, Bayani. What are you going to try? I am going to make a podcast. Of us reading? Of us reading. Hmm. So in the future, if we want to look back at this and remember... Can we make a little introduction? Uh, this is the introduction. Oh, you've already started. I've already started. Hello, uh, my name is Bayani Spradling, and this is the character known as Dad. Okay, we're not doing that. It's my podcast, not yours. So well, I am... I collectively claim host. Nope. I'm the dad. You're the son. And we're going to read. All the voice actors you hear are Timothy Spradling here, or as we know him, Dad. That's correct. Um... And all the commentary that you hear is me and Dad talking about the book. Dad and I. Dad and I. Uh, my dad is a grammar freak, as you just heard. So, bear with us. All right, now, I hesitated to tell you because I don't, this is just, we're just recording the two of us, like what we do every night. This isn't uh this isn't a show for anyone else. This is just I know, me and but you. I just like... I like the idea of making a podcast. I know, but it's me and you. That I don't. I don't want you to like show off for the for the for the podcast or for the recording. I just we're gonna read, okay? I just want to remember this. As well, don't you want to remember and us laughing at how I just want an introduction? <laughs> You're already doing it. All right. So the book we're reading here is the. Fall of the Templar, which is book three of the Grey Griffin series. So, here we go. It's exciting. Prologue. Clouds obscured a full moon, bringing rolling thunder and jagged lightning over Avalon's only cemetery far below. The graveyard was set inside a wooded hollow, lined with crumbling headstones, like a mouth of broken teeth waiting to devour unwary visitors. Just as the rain began to fall, the gate shuddered violently and the chains twisted and fractured. With a heavy gust, the doorway blew apart and the long shadows appeared through the opening. Teeth flashed in the moonlight, accompanying by the disquieting sound of sniffing. The hunt was on. At that same moment, on the far side of the cemetery, a light flickered weakly to life. The portal appeared. Limping out of the damp earth was the tiny form of a spriggan. Her furtive eyes looked about she as the did. fairy's spiky fur stood on end. With her scaly tail twitching nervously, she skulked from the shadow to one headstone to the next. Though the spriggan's leg was wounded, she moved like a phantom through the graveyard, never once making a sound. She couldn't risk it. The werewolves were on her trail, and she knew they were near. They'd been following her through an endless network of portals. But spriggans can teleport. Oh, never-ending network of portals. Never mind. With trepidation, the Spriggan looked down at her hands where the golden amulet lay. She drew her breath, losing herself for a moment in its beauty. But when her ears caught the faint padding of wolf paws, she tucked it away and doubled her speed. They'd found her. The sound of werewolves approached, grew, approaching grew steadily closer. No matter which way she ran, they seemed to be on every side. Wounded, she didn't have the strength to open another portal, let alone shapeshift into a bird and fly away. With her heart beating rapidly, the Spriggan raced down a row of headstones where the slabs of marble and granite seemed to close in on either side, forcing her straight ahead. 
A wolf howled. They were almost on top of her. The injured Spriggan soon found herself at a dead end, backed against a gravestone. Lightning flashed, illuminating the chiseled text. Here lies Olaf Ivor Iverson, Templar and friend. Rest in peace. Another flash of lightning. New shadows slowly rose over the Spriggan's trembling form. Slowly, she turned back to Ivor's grave as she faced the hunters. Wait, their eyes what? were red and their teeth were bared. The Spriggan's flight was over. Ivor's grave? There was nowhere to run. Ivor's grave? Sprig! Max Sumner called out, Ivor's his own heart pounding as he sat up in his bed, breaking free of the terrible nightmare. Chapter 1. Lord Saxon's Diary. Iceland. They always begin with a dream. I forgot. I was scared for a minute. Dad. Yeah, I hear you. Also, Iver Iverson. Wow, good job, Offers. So original. Okay. What? We can't last much longer in this storm! A soldier shouted above the howling, howling mountain winds. His beard and brows were thick with ice. Like his six comrades, he was dressed in arctic gear, standing on a narrow ledge. Above towered the high peak of a frozen volcano. Thousands of feet below lay swirling mists. We'll leave when I say we leave, the Union leader yelled back. Dark sunglasses shielded his piercing eyes, and his grim face was covered in stubble. His name was Logan, and he was one of the most dangerous men alive. Why does Logan sound different? All right, because I didn't know it was Logan. Okay. And he was one of the most dangerous men alive. Standing like an immovable stone amidst the raging winds, the Scotsman studied the rock face deep in thought. He'd been there for almost an hour, silent as death as the temperature continued to drop. You sure this is the place? shouted another soldier before clearing the frost from his goggles. How about a bit of quiet, eh? Logan requested. Without further question, the soldier returned to his post. Besides, even if they were wrong, it was too late to go back, and they knew it. Either the map was right, or soon they'd become a frozen part of the landscape themselves. Soon, as if the answer had suddenly become clear, Logan pulled out his ice axe and drove it into the wall with an explosion of frost and rime. As he stared silently at the newly exposed rock, a knowing smile crept across his face. The Scotsman brought out a tattered map from his parka and checked it twice, comparing it with what he saw on the wall. He reached out to where the three concentric circles lay inscribed in the rock. Then he made several signs in the air. Almost immediately, shimmering light pooled in the circles like molten lava, and the rock face swung open, revealing a long tunnel that led down into the volcano. He waved to his men, and the adventurers ditched their climbing gear and ducked into the mysterious tunnel, leaving the howling wind far behind. So this is it? Logan murmured to himself, throwing back his hood. The trail had led them to a stony chamber layered in shadow. One of the soldiers lit a torch, holding it aloft as they all looked around. The room was perfectly square, with the stone sarcophagus positioned in the center, strange runes etched across its surface. It looks like the competition got here first, noted Soren, Logan's second in command. A ski mask covered all but his wary eyes. Soren was a lean man with a cold, calculating voice that made him sound more like a machine than a man. 
He was pointing toward the base of the tomb where several bodies dressed in black leather lay scattered. They were frozen solid. At first glance, they might have appeared human, but their faces were covered in bristling fur and their canine jaws were lined with yellow teeth. Werewolves, he confirmed. But they didn't come through the front door, Logan noted, looking back up the long passage from where they'd come. We'd have picked up their trail by now. Must have used portals. Logan signaled for everyone to stay where he was. Whatever had finished off the werewolves was probably still around. How'd the Black Wolf Society know where to find Lord Saxon's tomb? asked another soldier. Like the famed Lord Saxon, Logan and his men were adventurers. The difference was that Lord Saxon had come to protect the secret that lay in his cave, while Logan and his men had come to steal it. I don't know, Logan Wait, replied. Wait, evil too? I don't know, I guess we'll find out. I don't even know, this might be a flashback. You never know. They're not... I mean, we haven't heard about Lord Saxon second in command, so. Logan's eyes were skittering about the room looking for traps or trick doors. Just keep sharp. This is a hit and run. I want to be out of here as quick also, as I can be, understand? Say anything about Logan in the ending of the last book, so. Soren nodded and slid on a pair of strange goggles, hitting a few buttons on the side before sweeping the room with the visual scan. Low-level magic signature on the floor, he explained. Looks like a trap was triggered by some kind of motion detector that picked up activity near the tomb. Tundra trolls, Logan said with a half-smile. It made all the sense in the world. Not many creatures, even from the fairy world, could survive a godforsaken hell like this. The Black Wolves trun- The Black Wolves portaled in and landed themselves in a nasty nest of trolls, eh? Serve those dogs right. The other soldiers nodded. Werewolves were nasty business, but they were no match for a tundra troll. Looks like they didn't make it out of the tomb, Soren noted. Logan shook his head and grinned. That they didn't, which means we're in luck. That the only trap Yaskana picked up. Soren nodded. You're clear to move in. Good. Logan took off his sunglasses to brush away the frost. I want you to fan out, secure the room, and stay clear of that trap if you've been so kind, gents. I don't want any trolls dropping on my head. The soldiers moved briskly through the tomb. In the blink of an eye, all entrances were secured. If any more werewolves were on the way, they'd regret it. No tundra troll would be making a surprise attack either. These men were agents of Thor, the vaunted special forces of the Templar. They'd seen everything, done everything, and survived the impossible. It would take more than a creepy tomb or an oversized yeti to stop them. Logan walked across the room and stopped just short of the trap, the toe of his boot only millimeters from the trip line. He turned to Soren. What level of trap? Level six, sir. Logan nodded and turned back to the tomb. Reaching into his jacket, he pulled out a metal cylinder, hollow in the middle. Then the Scotsman placed his right arm inside and tapped a button six times. It tightened around his forearm, and a humming sound filled the room. See you blokes in a bit? He nodded curtly toward Soren, who saluted in return. A second later, the light around Logan seemed to flicker, and he dimmed from view, leaving an empty floor where the knight had once stood. Everybody out! Now! Logan shouted as he reappeared in a flash of light. He was standing on top of the sarcophagus, its lid thrown to one side. From inside, a skeletal hand reached hungrily toward him. 
The Scotsman was carrying an ancient box as he leapt into the air, narrowly avoiding the bony fingers of the undead monster. Cripes! Logan shouted as he hit the ground. Mistiming his landing, he didn't quite clear the trap. At the same moment, there was a terrible roar as three massive tundra trolls materialized in the room, leaving little space for the Thor agents to maneuver. Huge, white, and covered in a shaggy coat of fur, the arctic beasts had massive horns that jutted he from their heads. He behind it, but no, he had to land in front of it. That jutted from their heads and arms the size of bridge cables. With ear-shattering shattering bellows, they launched at the Templar, who were now fighting for their lives. Oh, yet a nasty one, Logan growled through clenched Mr. teeth Grinch. as he fought off the fantastical or the fanatical skeleton while trying to avoid the trolls. Soren, the Scotsman yelled over the roar of battle. We need a way out now. Soren ducked beneath the arm of one of the trolls before leaping over another and finally somersaulting to the exit where their abandoned packs lay. Reaching in, he grabbed a handful of canisters, pulled the pens, and rolled them toward the trolls. Instantly, the room was awash in thick smoke. The trolls roared and swung blindly at the air. With aid from their high-tech goggles, the knights quickly disengaged and made their way back to the exit. All that remained was Logan, who continued his struggle against his undead assailant. It pressed wildly with bony claws, looking for any opening. With a sweeping kick, Logan managed to break off the skeleton's legs at the knees, and the crypt sentinel was sensed crashing to the ground. Wasting no time, Logan shot through the exit, racing up the tunnel until he caught up with his men. Below, the tunnel trolls were bellowing, blinded by smoke. We're safe, at least for the moment, he said, turning to his men as they stood in a narrow passage, a safe distance from the trolls. Those nasties are too big to fit through their own front door. They're stuck like sardines in a can. Logan checked the box he'd taken from the crypt, but not before taking a visual roll call. Luckily, all knights were present and accounted for. They'd survived their encounter with only a few scratches, though in all the treasure hunters before them had perished though all the treasure hunters before them had perished in their attempts to secure Lord Saxon's diary. So, what went wrong back there? Soren asked, looking over at Logan. The trap was a level six, replied Logan, brushing dust from his shoulder in irritation. But the skeleton keeper was a level eight. You might have told me about that. Soren nodded. The sarcophagus must have lined with iron. The MQH goggles can't see through that particular metal. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> now you tell me, Logan said with a half smile. Then he looked down at the box he'd pilfered with grim satisfaction. The smile didn't remain for long, though. Am I the only one who's noticed it got very quiet all of a sudden? The Thor agents looked around suspiciously until Logan turned and spied the skeletal crypt sentinel clawing its legless body toward them. The monster let out a terrible cry as its body started to flicker and spark as if the enchantment that had held it together was about to unravel. Run. It's gonna blow! Logan shouted in horror. Like the wind, the Templar turned and raced up the passage. They were nearly halfway up when the explosion finally hit, sending a shower of dust and rock everywhere. And then came the fireball. It grew as only a glimmer in the distance, but it grew and grew, shaking the mountain at a deafening roar rocketing through the passage. And when it hit, everything seemed to fall apart all at once. First the ceiling, then the walls. And finally, the floor began to fall away. Eh? That's bad news, 
Logan muttered, sarcasm lacing his voice, as he watched their only exit disappear under the weight of the mountain. Everything went dark, and after a few more moments, it grew deathly quiet. At least we have what we came for, noted Soren. The wind was bitter as he and Logan scanned the entrance to Lord Saxon's tomb, which was now nothing more than a pile of impassable destruction. It had taken them hours to dig their way out, but somehow their entire party had managed to claw their way to freedom. Logan looked down at the box at his hands. It was seemingly no worse for the wear. He clicked open the latch. Inside lay a book bound in tattered leather. This diary had better been worth it, he growled. Soren wrapped three of his broken fingers together, but if he felt any pain, he never made a sign. So you never told me... Told you what? Logan replied, snapping the lid shut. What the devil is so important about the diary that we travel halfway around the world to find it? Logan turned back to Soren and smiled. Ever hear of the Eye of Odin? Chapter 2 Wait, they're called the Thors, and there's something about the Eye of Odin? What? Oh, yeah, Thor. It's an acronym. T period, H period, O period, R period. Still. But I don't know what it stands for. But yes, it seems like Thor and Odin. This is going to be very Nordic god mythology based. What are you sighing? I'm not. Oh, okay. Chapter 2, A Most Uncertain Prognosis. All right, that's it for today. That's a nice chapter name. Is it? Why? I don't know. I just like the name. <laughs> okay. And most. Most. Okay, so. Uncertain prognosis. What I will do is I will allow you to say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> That's it? You don't want to do like a, you always do like a monologue. <clears throat> oh, you're allowing me to do that. <clears throat> so. Wait, it's not going to be a 15-minute thing. Just like, you <laughs> I know. Hope. So, basically what we have learned... Now, essentially. Essentially. What we have learned from this chapter is... Okay, I like the just goodbye better. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. 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 Okay. And see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. I think that's perfect. Um, All right, I wonder if they for, can hear light. It's time for a snack. Can you hear this?